Hi, this is Bobby Albrecht, the Career Services Manager with the American Planning Association. Today we're here for a career profile talking to Courtney Kashima. She's the principal of Muse Community Design and president of the Illinois chapter of APA. Her background is in land use planning. Hi, Courtney. How are you? Good. So let's get started. Was your career based on a direct choice or did it kind of just unfold as a process? I love this question because I spend a lot of time counseling students and young professionals. Sometimes I joke that my number's written on a bathroom wall in one of the planning schools, but I enjoy helping students and this comes up a lot. I'm actually living proof that you can't make a wrong choice and that you don't have to be on a particular path. I've worked in the public, private, and not-for-profit sectors of planning, and I think some people have this idea that you can't go between those different sectors, that once you choose one, you're locked in, but I just haven't found it to be true. And I I think it's this way because the essential skills are transferable. With each of these fields, you know, customer service, whether we call it that or not, is crucial. Um, I think every planner has a concern for people and places and helping them improve. And so that's at the heart of no matter if you're in public, private, or not-for-profit sectors. And my career path has been very, you know, not linear, Um Certainly. I started in a a kind of a county planning position, which is like the most typical, I think, um, type of planning job where I was part of the staff to the plan commission. So I would review development proposals and talk to concerned neighbors and deal with elected officials. It really doesn't get more bread and butter than that. But since then, I've done everything from work in a law firm to working in neighborhood level economic development. And I spent a year in China. So I feel like I've as I said, I'm living proof that your career doesn't have to be mapped out. Um, You can just kind of see where things take you. I found it's really important to learn what you don't want to do, as important as learning what you do want to do. So I've just decided to be a collector of experiences and uh, learn along the way. Those experiences can be surprisingly helpful. So what do you think the personality traits that helped you uh, manage all of this uh, change and uncertainty? Definitely um, one of the more interesting skills that I got along the way is when I was in high school, they started a peer mediation program, and I was tapped to, to be a peer mediator. So I was trained um, in mediation and was called upon to actually perform it. And that's such a crucial part of what planners do, whether they realize it or not. And I think that's something that if, if the schools can incorporate or people can get on their own, just, you know, the ability to empathize, to listen, use patience, um, and come to a compromise or solve a problem. Uh, I think every planner can relate to those skills. Uh, personally, in terms of the way I am and how I look at my planning career, I've learned to be a connector, that I am a connector, um, and that that's a very useful thing and actually makes planning fun. I look at networking as a way to help other people, and I think um, 
networking can seem like it's sort of a dirty word, but if you think of it in terms of helping other people, and I guess some expectation that at some point they will help you, then it's actually a very nice thing. So it's sort of a win-win. I also think it's important um, to balance your technical skills with sort of your your personality, um, your outlook, uh, your abilities, because there is still a, a people component. So it's not all about technical but I also counsel students that they should think about how broad is are their technical skills and how deep. Um, because if you're aware of that, then I think you won't get into trouble down the road when you feel like you're a jack-of-all-trades and master of none, as they say. Is that okay to be a jack-of-all-trades? Is- I think you can get by, but um, even I feel a little, a little guilty of that. And sometimes it's helpful, but sometimes I really feel like, shoot, I wish, you know... I, you know, was more of a, of an expert in X or Y. So what would you say was the best surprise in, so far in your career? That's an interesting question. Um, I think I have two. One is the surprise of the friends I've made. Now when I go to a state conference or a national planning conference, it feels like a family reunion just because the different jobs I've had, the fact that I went to two different planning schools, and that I've been active in APA. It's like I know so many people, and it's so fun to catch up with them. Um, I've also made you know, deeper relationships um, through those friendships, and it's funny that someone I went to school with when I was 19 is now a client of mine, for example. So there's a way to mix business and pleasure um, in a good way, and I never would have thought of that as a younger planner. The other surprise was the places that my career has taken me. I studied abroad in England and worked for a year in China, and I don't think I ever would have imagined that was possible when I first started. Was that a uh, consulting job, or how did how did you get to China? So when I was finishing grad school, like many, I wasn't quite sure what the next step was, and a professor um, ha- had an opportunity to connect a university, his his alma mater, in Shanghai. They were looking for some... Uh, young professionals to come, kind of an idea exchange, even though it was in the form of a a salaried position. So um, I think five or six people applied, and they chose two of us to go. Um, So we weren't sure what the job was going to be, which is uh, interesting when you think about moving to, you know, across the world and just um, seeing what may come. But it was with the Tongji, it was with Tongji University, the Urban Planning and Design Institute there, and it did end up being um, a consulting type position. Mine was in the Heritage Conservation Studio, so I actually got to work on a couple of UNESCO World Heritage sites, and um, I feel like brought some of the best practices from the U.S. Um, to my colleagues. So, pendulum swing. What's the most challenging thing you find, and as a principal of your own company, I imagine that there's some. And uh, where are you in the uh, process of your company? Is it new? Is it established? Yeah, so Muse Community Design is a little less than two years old, and um, I was motivated by a few things to start my company. Um, the biggest one being I want to build a better firm. Um, so we'll see what that means exactly. But I do liken it to a startup. Um, right now, the company is quite humble, but I'm proud of uh, what I've been working on and the trajectory it's on. Um, 
some of the hardest things are the fact that if there is a challenge with the business, I have to figure it out on my own. I do kind of miss the team environment where you could bounce something off or frankly, you know, um, look over to your boss because he or she's the one responsible and if something goes wrong and now it's it's just up to me. Um, Because no one is good at everything and so that is one of the benefits of having a team. But I enjoy working as hard as I ever did but for myself and another part of my motivation is I have two young children at home and I'm modeling for them what it means to be a parent and a business owner. So I'm excited about that. Oh, that's great. So what advice do you have for someone who is hoping to have their own practice? Uh, First and foremost, I would say sharpen your communication skills. And I'd say that's both verbal, written, and uh, graphic. Not both, but all three. Verbal, written, and graphic. Um, Because no matter what type of planning position you take on, those are going to be crucial. And sometimes even if you're not the most technical expert, if you can communicate with folks, then, um, you know, that's more than half the battle, I would say. I would also advise people to be mindful of and build your network. As I mentioned before, it's really about helping each other. And the sooner you kind of get on board with that and um, are active in doing that, I think you'll see that it really pays off. The other advice I have is to be open to experiences. I called it before collecting experiences that you may take a job that seems like it's getting you away from your predetermined path, but I just don't think that's true. And you can learn along the way and you're you never you never know what doors it might open. So, looking forward in the um, in business um, and in planning in general, what do you see, and how do you keep yourself prepared to uh, keep on trend? That's a good question because sometimes it feels like all I'm doing is keeping up with paperwork. <laughs> you know, especially um, I'm a what's called a women's business enterprise and a disadvantaged business enterprise. So there's a lot of programs out there that are aimed at helping small businesses and disadvantaged businesses, but when you actually are in the thick of it, it seems like they're they're just trying to get in the way of you succeeding. I know it's not true, but I think that just harkens back to, you know, what bureaucracy is. Um, So looking forward, I want to grow my business to the point of of hiring staff and um, the other thing I'm sort of philosophically committed to is improving the community engagement process. I think we have a long way to go to make planning processes fun, relevant, meaningful. I really want to declare the death of the Tuesday night workshop so I propose this to clients in in subtle ways because I think people know that you know um, when you're competing against Dancing with the Stars or whatever else people have going on in their lives, family obligations, uh, it's it's getting more and more difficult. So using both online tools and um, face-to-face opportunities, but cast in a different way. I love it. That's another conversation we'll have to have. So uh, in closing, why are you active with APA? That's a, a big role to be the chapter state chapter president. Well, the origin of getting involved 
was nothing more than the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I had fired off a few emails complaining about um, some things about the chapter, and they said, well, why don't you get involved? And I thought, I should. So that's sort of the history of how I got involved with the chapter. I've served in different roles, including planning development officer and vice president before um, becoming president, and I'm just coming up on the end of four years doing that. Um, So the reason I stay active is really I love the people. If this was a board full of drama or dead weight, I just wouldn't spend my time in that way. But the people are great. They're fun to be around. They're committed to, you know, making great communities. And um, we're always pushing ourselves at the chapter level. So I guess I'd rather be part of the solution than someone just sitting on the sidelines and complaining, and that's what I try to hold myself to. Well, thanks, Courtney, for all of your efforts on behalf of APA and for the city of Chicago. Really, thank you. For more on Courtney's story and to hear from other APA members on how they got where they are in their career, visit planning.org slash planner profile.